Hey everyone, welcome to Podcast in Death, the weekly podcast where we discuss the in-death series of books by J.D. Robb. I'm AJ. I'm Jen. And uh, this is episode number nine of Podcast in Death. And I kind of want to go, number nine, number nine. <laughs> oh, I won't do that though. It's fine, I won't do ridiculous. that. Yeah, I know. So, but we have a special guest um, on this podcast. Uh, our guest is a brand new author of Contemporary Romances. Her debut book, Burned, Smoke and Fire series book one was released on July 14th and is available on Amazon. She's currently working on the next book in that series, which is Bailout, uh, Smoke and Fire series book two. Uh, she's also a fairly new fan of the Indes series, and her name is Suzanne Winslow. So welcome, Suzanne. Welcome. Hey, thanks for having me. You're welcome. So I usually, well, first of all, let's hear a little bit about you. So you are a brand new author, and this was your debut book. This is very uh, fun. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Oh, book. I love this book. Um, it, you know, it all started when uh, it, 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 Matt is the main character, and he's loosely based on a friend of ours that passed away uh, back in 2004. And I'd always had in my mind, you know, if I could rewrite that man's life, what would it be? And so essentially, Matt is this man, and, and I was able to write his life the way I, I, I think he wished to, he, it had been and the way I wanted to make it for him. Right. So the, the, sort of the inspiration behind it was, a, was somebody real in my life. Um, but the book is fiction, and it's about right. a firefighter who learns that he could be a father uh, 15 years after a high school relationship ended. Um, he's left to believe that his ex-girlfriend uh, had an abortion, but she returns and he's already fallen in love with another woman and all kinds of problems ensue. Right. I read the book and I just have to say that the writing was really fantastic. Thank you. I mean, really. So that's why I kind of was like, oh, okay. She, that's why I didn't think it was your debut book at first. Then I read that yeah. online. I was like, oh, not bad. Thank yeah, you. I mean the writing was really, really good. One thing that really caught my eye was that um, so on your Instagram, you had posted, you had made a post about your book, and uh, you had quoted a, I think it's a Goodreads review. Yes. And the Goodreads review said, "At its heart, this story, your story, burned, is a story of healing, trust, and new beginnings." while reminding us that family isn't always comprised of only people who share your DNA and live in the same house. Yeah. And what I said to you was, if that's not the perfect description of Even Rourke also, I don't know what is. I agree. Because that's what this whole series is about, Even Rourke. You know, maybe that's why I enjoyed writing this book so much, because those are the stories that I'm drawn to as a reader. Right. And, you know, it's funny, because, um, like I said, I think you're a new reader, right? Well, compared to you guys, most certainly. <laughs> yeah. I am reading Obsession right now, mm -hmm. and I believe that's about book 40. It is I have 40. read a few of them a couple of times. I keep getting hung up. You know, sometimes you guys will mention a book or, you know, somebody else will mention, like, you know, Portrait. I've read a couple of times. It's always Portrait. Everybody has. <laughs> and yeah. anything has to do with the Irish family I have to reread oh yeah yeah but I'm pushing forward but you know I'm almost yeah. don't want to get to the end because it's so nice knowing 
that there's more to come. Right. Yeah. And you don't and have to wait the, the six months no. in between like we do. No, <laughs> right. right. Yeah. You eat these things up, you know, yeah. like a couple of days. Yeah. I mean, I binge read. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but it's funny because I'll, I'll, the more I talk to people about this, the more people I've met that have never heard of this series. I'm like, oh no, 50 bucks. I mean, it's a lot. you got to yeah. go two years before you run out of material. Yeah. So, it can be intimidating. It's intimidating. I've talked yeah, to a lot a of reader. people as well that are like, oh. oh, oh my God, 50 books. Are you kidding me? And I'm yeah. like, oh, it's, it's <laughs> you exciting. will read them so fast. Trust me. Yes. Yeah. I'd seen a, another post on Instagram that you made um, in January and it was showing you had just bought a big stack like this of books. Oh yeah. A oh, huge yeah. stack. And you made that post on my birthday. So happy oh, birthday Mom. to me. <laughs> I got books on your birthday. <laughs> yeah. See, that's great. So we wanted to talk about, you know, I mean, even Rourke, uh, how they kind of uh, reinvented themselves and made their own family, which I think probably mm-hmm. started with Rourke uh, in Somerset. Absolutely. Rourke in Somerset. And then, of course, Feeney and, and Eve. Feeney and Eve. Yeah. But yeah, that's an interesting point, considering we're reading Ceremony right now for next week. Right. And everything that goes down... As with Feeney and Eve. With Feeney and Eve and that one. That's um, the one where they clash? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And Rourke has to go to Feeney and say, hey, look. Yeah. Stop being a dick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's rare for Feeney to be a dick. It's so rare for Feeney to be a dick. So yeah. it's like, whoa, dude. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. But yeah. I mean, you can almost not blame him. No. No, I instance. get it. I get it, but I, I don't know that he realized how Eve felt about him until that point, mm-hmm. as far as, you know, seeing him as a father figure and, you know, that sort of thing. So, well, yeah. Well, some yeah. of it is, is unspoken. I mean, I think yeah. Warwick picked up mm-hmm. on it almost immediately. Right. But I think that Eve and Feeney, because I think they're very similar, they didn't pick up on it. It just was what it was. Right. Right. And they, they, yeah. didn't, they didn't put a name to it. Yeah. Well, and they're both very, uh, I feel like they're both very undemonstrative people. Like they're yeah. very like not, you know, yeah. that whole, uh, I can't remember what book it is in general. No, uh, the book where, where Eve gives I, I know the magic coat. Oh yeah. That's, um, shoot. Now you put me on the spot and I can't think sorry. of it. Well, sorry. Yeah. That Feeney gets the magic coat. Yeah. Feeney gets the magic coat. Okay. It's post obsession. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. No, it is. It Little is. Spoiler. It's, sorry. Um, shoot. I want to say, Fest- I want to say festive is festive is the other magic coat. That's, yes. that's Peabody. I believe yeah. it's, I believe it's devoted. I'm okay. almost positive. It is. It's yeah. devoted. I am going to be confident in this answer and say okay. devoted. Great. <laughs> so but you know i mean so once you get to that book you'll know i mean they're both very awkward about it like you know uh don't know what to do i mean he's he's yeah. very happy about it but he's like uh you know and she's like oh uh, she feels we're giving it to him and all the feelings and they're both like okay <laughs> let's get back to the job like you know yeah 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 one yeah. of my favorites as far as feeney and eve is um in re- the second half of remember when um when they're Rourke and Feeney are working on something, they're helping Eve with something, and you know, Feeney, they decide to take a break. And of course, even Rourke has sex because that's mm. what they do. Okay. And then, yeah. you know, Feeney goes down to take a swim. Well, then he comes back 
And, you know, he's like, and, you know, Eve walks in and he's like, well, where you been? And she's like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. then Rourke comes in and he's just like, yeah, he realizes what happened. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, he's like, oh my God, six. Yeah. yeah. So no, I love that. I love that little yeah. interaction. I think it's fantastic. And it kind yeah, of, I mean, it's like a dad realizing that his daughter just had sex basically. And well, yeah. It's just like. Yeah, they just don't want to talk about it. Yeah, yeah. like you don't want to <laughs> think about that. Like we know, we know what happened, we just don't want to talk about it. We, right, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it kind of makes sense to me, really. You know, even and um, Feeney are kind of similar in a way. Mm-hmm. So that relationship kind of makes sense to me. The Eve Mavis thing has always puzzled me. I mean, Mavis is the closest she has to a sister, really. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that that relationship puzzles me so know? much <laughs> it does yeah we talked so about different we talked I mean, about they different, but they both came from the streets i mean they both well, essentially yeah streets. yeah um, i mean kind of like rourke rourke and mavis have more in common than you know, even mavis. right than Eve did. Yeah. But, but it's sort of like those i know they understood each other whether depending on what side of the line they were standing on but i still think they understood one another yeah. yeah. And certainly Eve understands Avis. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I just yeah. yeah. It just it never yeah, they've it's always been very puzzling to me, like how they like I don't know how because like Eve gets so irritated so easily. And to, <laughs> to well, yeah. be such good friends with somebody like Mavis with such an effervescent personality and, you know, just kind of all over the place. I, I just, yeah. I, well, especially in the beginning when they were describing like the screechy music, like when she yeah. was at the, with the squirrel, I forget the, yeah, the, the blue squirrel. squirrel. And she was, and, you know, yeah. the screechy music and, and, you know, again, how she dresses and the colors and the hair and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But I think there's just some sort of comfort that Eve finds in that for some reason. Sure. Just a, maybe it takes her away from the seriousness of what she she does every day. I don't, I don't know. I that's don't a good point. I never I never thought of that. Yeah, that's yeah. actually a good point. Just yeah. a nice break from from life, maybe, or, or the seriousness yeah. that she feels. Right. Yeah, that is a good point. <laughs> and 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 it may you know and since she was friends with Mavis for so many years, that's maybe that's why she was kind of attracted to Peabody. Although Peabody wasn't really Mavis-like when they first met. Not mm-hmm. when they first met. Something about and, Peabody. I mean, they're still not. Like, you know, we've talked about, when we talked about Peabody with Tara, like, you know, Peabody's very much the every woman in the series. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, like, she's serious about her job, but, you know, but she is pretty girly and she, you know, even though she's in kind of a masculine job and, um, but yeah, she's just, and she's just kind of, yeah, she's fun and, and where Mavis is more on the quirky side than Peabody is, I would say. I just, I just think there's, I think there was something in Peabody that Eve recognized from herself. Mm -hmm. I think when she first met her on that first investigation and, you know, Peabody was, she was thorough, she was efficient I think there was just something about that that maybe reminded Eve of the way she was with Feeney. I just sort of thought that maybe there was a trigger there. Mm, yeah. You know, she yeah. just saw something in, in Peabody that Feeney had recognized in her. And you yeah. can just see that in somebody, that motivation or that drive. Sure. Right. Sure. Absolutely. So that's kind of what I thought. She just kind of saw something in Peabody that thought of her, that reminded of herself. 
Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. Completely. So it pretty much stops after that because boy, once Peabody gets going, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> she never shuts up. Yeah, a lot of pink boots well, in the book I'm reading right oh, now. Oh, I know. Yes, it's, especially boots, man. Especially after she makes detective, and now she can wear whatever clothes she whatever wants. Whatever she wants. Oh, like, yeah, oh when she first like, comes in with like the sneakers and the yeah. running shoes. And, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Fantastic. And every single time, it's like Eve's like, "What are you wearing?" Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> And it seems like Peabody's even starting to dress a little bit more eccentric because of McNam. Oh, yeah. It yeah. almost feels like she's, she, she was going, like they always, like the way they describe her hair and the way that she, she seemed, she was very plain to start out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I think as, as she develops her relationship with McNabb, she's becoming more McNabb-ish. Right. Yeah. Right. You know, just the colors and, you know, the gaming and all that kind of yeah. exciting stuff. Yeah. And McNabb has become now part of that kind of family circle too. And it's absolutely not very much so. It's not even like he's he's a peripheral, like he's just somebody that's dating Peabody. I mean no, um there's another book where um see, I don't want to say too much because I don't know where you are in the series. Like Oh, uh, you know what? I read the end of a book first. Uh, okay. <laughs> where where he gets injured. Yes. Yeah, that's okay. dirty. Okay, yes. and and then like uh, the next book or a couple books later, uh, they are all on a case together, and he comes walking in, and and yeah. just the reaction of Feeny and and Eve, like they kind of like they don't want a baby, they don't want a baby, right? They don't want to disrespect him, but, but they and it was like that fear of what they lost, right? Right? Yeah, and then to see yeah. him come back in the room, and they they were both like kind of overcome. But yeah. yeah, not wanting to say that because, yeah, you know, and yeah. that I just thought that scene was just so sweet. And it was very telling, you know, if if, if McNabb was somebody that you didn't care about, it wouldn't have mattered. But absolutely. Oh, her, yeah. her response there when he came walking in the room was, you know. Yeah, it's actually in the same book. It's actually in the same book. Is it? Yeah. I was going to say, yeah, I thought. And then, you know, he tries not to show any pain. You know, he's trying to, he's trying to be. Yeah. Be, Try to be a tough guy. Yeah. You know, again, we talked about this with Tara. Um, McNabb, to me, is one of the most underrated characters in the series. I, you know, Mm -hmm. he's so, he's just solid. Mm -hmm. You know, as goofy as he can be, and, you know, he's just solid. And he's just, he's such a great character, and I absolutely adore him. And yes, in the stupid love triangle books, as Tara calls them, you know, <laughs> I was always rooting for McNabb. Like, right. like, get off this idea that Charles is better for you, you dumbass. Like, <laughs> McNabb is your man. Like, come on, Peabody. Yeah. But yeah, and not that I don't love Charles. I do love Charles. Like, but Charles he's fantastic. Louise, is it? Yeah. <laughs> right. That right. Was well, they hadn't they hadn't met yet. But no, not yet. But, but yeah. yeah. But yeah, I just um, so much love. My favorite, my favorite minor character is Baxter. Oh mm, yeah, we might have to fight. <laughs> That's my man. I love Baxter. <laughs> yeah, that is Jen's favorite too. That is my man. Like we would like back when back in the fan fiction days. My fan fiction, my in depth fan fiction was almost all um, you know revolved Baxter. around Baxter. Centered. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was, He's you know, it. all these cases that, you know, she ended up working with Baxter and, you know, yeah. he had a, he had a um, girl that he loved very much and she might have been based on me. <laughs> <laughs> that's, all good, 
as all good fan fiction is. I mean, her name was Jenna. I mean, come on. And she <laughs> kind of had the same career that I did. So, I mean, honestly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was, they were even Rourke stories. They were, but Baxter was like very much front and center as well. Mm-hmm. So. You don't have to explain yourself. It's fine. No, I'm not. I'm just fan fiction. You can do point it out. I'm just pointing it out. And and he's he's just so great with True Heart. I mean, yes, yeah, oh them together. Yeah. True it's Heart's so, so great. And True Heart had a girlfriend at Christmas. They caught him making out on the balcony. Yeah. I loved that. <laughs> I loved that. I was so yeah, excited for True to Heart. see that. Like True Heart, what are you doing, dude? Good for True Heart. I'm yeah. so glad. Yeah, I'm gonna get some. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> Well, I, I have to say, if I have a favorite peripheral character, and and again, I you know, sh- should I say anything? But um, it, it it's 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 Jake now. Yeah, I love Jake. Yeah, and yeah, you mentioned that before that you think he might be your favorite. He's, I think he's my yeah. favorite. Yeah, I love him. I think he's fantastic. But you haven't, yeah. Suzanne hasn't met. I, I listen to him enough, yeah. and I read enough. I know, I know who okay. he is, but I haven't yeah. read his stories yet. Because yeah, yeah he comes into a pre- I think Apprentice. We, mm-hmm. yeah, yep, at the during the shooting. Um, uh, but yeah, no, he doesn't love a rock star. I mean, and he's hot. He's hot rock star. He's like yeah. he's like rock star, like rock hot. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's like so Nadine. good for Nadine. He's, Nadine. he's so perfect for Nadine. Yeah. And, you know, I was always kind of in that camp of why do we have to pair Nadine off? Like, why does everybody have to couple off? You know, sometimes there are single people in the world. True. Um, but, you know, I love that she's got this one now. I think it's fantastic. So no more Bruno. No, no more yeah. Bruno. Well, no, no. that's fine. No. But, yeah, no, Jake's I love better. It. Jake is so much better. <laughs> Jake so is fantastic. Better. Yeah. Yes. And, uh, you know, I think we should also talk about Mira, who is oh. like a mother figure. I mean, from the very beginning. Yeah. Mira had those kinds of, you know, motherly even feelings toward Eve. Yes. Yeah, even naked. Because that, that's when she had to go through that intensive, um, like after the shooting, she had to go through the intensive, whatever they do, the, mm-hmm. yeah, the testing. And yeah. It was like the third level or something really extreme level. Mm-hmm. And Mira was mm-hmm. worried about her and didn't want her to do it. And. Yeah. yeah, that was in. Yeah, that when she has to do that, that's in conspiracy. When she has well, to go through that the. Wasn't after the sh- okay, I thought there was. A yeah, movie. no, she just had to do regular testing no. after the first one. Yeah. Yeah, uh, but yeah, in conspiracy, when she, you know, when she's accused of murder, is when she has to go through yeah. the, you know, the right. third level or whatever it is, and yeah. yeah, and yeah, she's so concerned and worried that. This is not going to go like well. Every meeting right. she has with Mira, Mira is acting like the mother. Oh, for yeah. sure, definitely, for sure. Yeah, from the like you said, from the very beginning. I mm-hmm. mean, regardless, I mean, she kind of opens up and yeah. And by now, mm-hmm. Eve accepts it. Right. Sure. Yeah. Ram. Now she accepts it. She, yeah. you know, at the start, she was standoffish. Yeah. 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 I mean, and there's yeah. been books when Eve has actually gone to her, like you know, gone to her house. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to talk about a case with her. So, and sees Mr. Mira. Uh, Mr. Mira, which everybody loves, Mr. Mira. And he's, he's the best. And Eve's crush on him is the. It's adorable. Best. It's cute. It's adorable. It's the best. And I love the. <laughs> I think it's. Um, yeah, I think it might be in festive when. Um, 
I love when Rourke realizes that she's actually crushing at him. I think that's the cutest scene where he's just like, I think I can take him. (laughs) (laughs) It's just so cute. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. Um, You know, I I, I like Mira. I like Mira's her mother. mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. And I find it interesting because like Jen, you mentioned on an earlier podcast that Rourke doesn't seem to have friends. I mean, you know, the first book. Yeah, he had Elizabeth and and Richard. Yeah, but they never came back. But they never came back until, yeah, yeah, what, 30 books later, 20 books later? And then- And it wasn't much. No, and then, you know, they show up again later on um, at Thanksgiving with Nixie. Mm -hmm. Right. But yeah, and it's not much. And yeah, and I just, that always just bugged me. I don't know why, but it just, it always just, I was like, you know, he made such a big deal about how close he was with Richard and Elizabeth in the first book. And, you know, that's why he was pushing into the case and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, and then all of a sudden, poof, gone, and you never see him again. Yeah. So, yeah, so... When once they pop back up in Survivor, I was like, "Well, good to know you're still buddies with your best friends." I mean, like seriously, dude. He was busy, you know. And then he had some work to do, and then he's working on all Eve's cases. So right? he's just yeah. so busy. I was just yeah. like, "Come on, man!" But yeah, no, he just didn't seem to have a lot of close friends, you know. Mm-hmm. And so his kind of drawn from Eve's pool, I guess. Well, but it may, then, then she gives him his own family, but that, that's what I was going to bring up. You know, all of a sudden he's got this gigantic family. family. (laughs) No, no, his own family. Oh, his own family, his own family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like his real family. No, not, you know what I mean? Yeah. This is his real family. Yeah, it is his real family, but yeah. So I thought that was great, you know, bringing them in because he really didn't seem to have very many people. No, no, so. he did When he met his aunt, I thought that was the greatest. I, I mean, I've heard you guys talk yes. about like, what were your favorite scenes from different books, but when his, it was one thing when Eve lands in the helicopter. That was great. Right. That was beautiful. But what I liked was his aunt's description of what she witnessed yeah. when mm-hmm. Eve mm-hmm. lands. Yeah. You yeah, know, that yeah. was that was to me that was even more powerful because she could recognize how he felt about Eve and sort of that shift in yeah. where he you know how he felt just by right. seeing the helicopter come down. Right. Yeah. And it was great that his his aunt just you know he shows up at her doorstep and she's just like, come in and have some biscuits and tea, you know. Yeah. And, and here we are, yeah. and we're and family, and let's, they just take him yeah. in, and yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah. That whole yeah. book. And he, just... expect, he expected the worst. The right. Right. Sort of made it all the better. Right. right. He was right. thinking that they were going to just do nothing but associate him with his father. Right. And then, of yeah. course, they just, like they described the prodigal son, they were just so happy to see him. Yeah, they associated him with his mother. Yeah, mm-hmm. which, which is, is beautiful. It's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I feel like that book is kind of a turning point in Rourke's personality. I don't know if you got if you guys get that too he kind of he softens after that yeah a little bit yeah you know he's more he's more open and he's Mm -hmm. not as guarded as he used to be um just with people in general Mm -hmm. and um I feel like that's part of the reason why 
it kind of all threw him for a loop and he had to kind of reevaluate and, you know, he ch- it changed him a little bit for the better. Yeah. And so, yeah. yeah. And yeah. And then, so yeah, I, I don't know. It just, cause you know, if you notice, you know, work in the early books is very just enigmatic and kind of guarded and closed off and, um, you know, not so much with Eve, but with everybody else. Well, it seems like in the earlier books, he's he's still playing on the edge. You know, yeah. Uh-huh. That does he still have a little bit of that criminal element in him? Right. Or does he crave a little bit more of that? Whereas yeah. maybe you're right. As he meets his the Irish, when he well, the Irish are all Irish, but when he meets right. his mother's side of the family, yeah, he sees that that's not who he is. I think he always perceived himself as being as his father's right. son. Right. Sure. And yeah. Overcoming that. Yeah. Taking into account that there's a whole other side. Yeah. And that maybe yeah. that's who he could be. Right. right. And he, and cause he always believed his mother was Meg Rourke. He never knew mm-hmm. about right. this family. He never knew anything mm-hmm. about it. And so, you know, that kind of, I think would, I think that would throw anybody for a loop. If you yeah. all of a sudden found out that the person you believed wasn't your, was your mother, wasn't your mother. And you've got this whole, you know, fantastic family that, you know, wants to love you, right. <laughs> you know, yeah. <laughs> especially That's growing up true. like he did, you know, and mm-hmm. so, yeah, I think it's, I love it. Where his only family up to that point was, like I said, Somerset and yeah, a little bit, the, 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 the people that he hung with in, in Ireland, Brian right. Kelly, being, Brian Kelly. Yes. Who's another yes. one of my favorite? I was going to say, what are your favorites? Oh. I love Brian Kelly. Yes, I Brian's great. <laughs> oh, she needs to bring him. him. Like, yeah. when, she, when, when Eve's talking to him, to, to Rourke on the phone, he goes, oh, nope, I think Brian just, what, he like, yeah. fell down. <laughs> he fell yeah. down. And, <laughs> I better go get him yeah. and put him off the bed. Yeah. Yes, that scene is fantastic. And, and she says, in, and uh he says to her, take care of my cop. And she says, take care of my drunk Irishman. And it took him a minute. Like, hey, what, Brian? Like, <laughs> that's one of my favorite scenes of that whole book. Oh, yeah. <laughs> In a book with so many fantastic scenes, that yeah. is one of the best. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's great. I mean, they, they've just created their, whole, their own little family. Yeah. And it and it keeps growing. Like I said, they added Jake recently and then they've got Mavis's, you know Bella. 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 You know. Which has been so fun. And that's why I feel like, you know, yes, I'm going to say it. Even Rourke do not need a baby. (laughs) And (laughs) I feel like bringing Bella in kind of gives that element to the story. It satisfies some kind of need in the story that there's a child. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be their child. Right. Yeah. Well, and talking about untraditional families, I mean, I I have a friend of mine that reads the the series and she is super upset that they haven't had kids yet. And I said, well, first of all, they've only been married two years, really, and, and, and in death time. But there are a lot of people who don't, who choose not to have kids or they can't have kids. Yeah. And so they create their own families. Absolutely. And yeah, I don't, I've, you know, we were talking, we've talked about this before. You know, I've always kind of been in that middle camp. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, if they, if they have kids, they have kids. If they don't, they don't. I'm cool. You know, I, I'm not, I'm not one of those people that has to have a baby in the series. And I think having Bella and, you know, Bella's just so entertaining too, especially now that she's talking and, but I'm telling you what, that kid talked fast. (laughs) She talked (laughs) early. She did. Like six months. I'm like, "Mm, I don't know. 
Yeah. Uh, no. a little early. It's right. a little early. A year, maybe. Yeah. You know, nine months, early. maybe. Nine I can months. See. Nine months to a year, but six months. Right. No. She wasn't <laughs> talking. Sorry, Nora. Uh, but yeah no i i love bella i think bella's so much fun and i love that i love the interactions with eve and rourke and somerset and yeah and i think I, so cute. i've mentioned it too before like you know I, I never understood the people that say like well eve shouldn't have kids because she wouldn't make a good mother she's not oh that's bullshit rank, and that's yeah i didn't i've never understand those people because yeah no no i disagree no. i but i think from a writing perspective that you just change the whole dynamic of the story if you exactly add right you know, and that's what Nora has said for years. Yeah, you're, you're I'm gonna, not right. This is not what I'm writing. I am writing. No. I'm. I'm writing a police procedural. She's slash, a homicide detective. Yeah, he's. He's. It, it, yeah. it wouldn't. It would change everything. Up. It would change. Yeah everything in the series and she's not ready to do that. And you so, know, but I think the way they talk about children, especially Rourke, you know, like mm. somebody said, like his aunt. His aunt said, mm-hmm. "You have children, not yet." And yeah, right. Eve will even say, I don't want to talk about that right now. Yeah. You know, so right. nobody's saying no. I mean, she's right. scared to yeah. death when she sees a baby. But, but she's never saying, no, never, never, not me. Yeah. So no. I, I, I like what you guys said before. It'll happen. It'll happen off the page. It'll right. right. And yeah. Yeah. It's always been kind of a joke in the fandom that Eve will find out she's pregnant and make captain in the last book and right. everything will be, you know. <laughs> the two things people want yeah. will happen in the last book. Yeah. Yeah. That will absolutely happen. Or, or and the candy thief will be revealed. Yeah. That's yes. That's, that's, okay, that's the third. Couple books. They, she, that? She, the candy hasn't been in the last couple of books. Oh, they 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 make another appearance. A I hope more. so. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. It, that gag's and not going back. all the way. Oh no. Yeah. And the no. vending yeah. machine, you know, banging yeah. on the vending machine. Yep. That's another one. Yeah. Right. No, the candy thief is not going away. That's uh, mm-hmm. that's been a thing since the beginning, and it's never mm-hmm. going to leave. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Somerset as his father. I love I love Somerset. <laughs> I mean, not romantically, not like I like right. Baxter, you know what I mean? Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so here, I, you've been listening, correct, yeah. to the podcast. Yeah. So yeah, so my whole thing is I adore Somerset now. But doing this reread, it's reminding me of how much of a dick he is in the early books. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm well, just it, like... But you know, because one time she said, Eve says to him, "You, you hate me because I'm not, I'm not your daughter." Right. And right. Yeah. That that's in vengeance when you know that whole thing comes out and everything mm-hmm. happens. But yeah, and I get it. I get why he's such a dick. Mm-hmm. I just hate it. <laughs> yeah. He's protective just... because you know he's he's the father figure, so he's yes. protective of Rourke, and you can kind of understand it. Yeah. Yeah, like I said, I get it. I just hate it. I hate that and, he's so mean. And it's not like he hates Eve because no, I no. I have a theory that he started turning around as far as Eve's concerned as early as Immortal. Yeah. Well, she took the shot for him. What book was it when she That was Vengeance the- as well. Vengeance. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, yeah. Like I said, love him now. Now that, you know, I've, mm-hmm. you know, been reading these books for... 20 years and (laughs) (laughs) but yeah yeah. and it's it's funny you know and she even turns around a little bit with with somerset at a certain point yeah but i don't i would say was it i think maybe around 
maybe around origin when Rourke's off planet and that's when she's kind of or maybe even portrait yeah which book was it that he he broke his leg that was portrait okay yeah what's the one where he says to Eve you're gonna let Magdalena get in the way he really oh that's it that's innocent yeah yeah right yeah so no they're the turning point for Eve happened before that I think right I think it would be maybe Mm -hmm. like right around portrait origin ish like right in there she started being a little bit more you know better i mean she still takes shots at him but he well they do but i think they do that that's what they do fun. yeah they, yeah, do, they it do it for fun, fun. Yeah, they, they do, do it, it for fun but yeah i think it's origin where she's um the first time that she's driving home and rourke is off planet um and you know she's you know she's like oh you know oh boy somerset's gonna be the only one there and then she walks in the house and or no she's like planning her insults for him in the car yeah. for one like you know <laughs> she does that try yeah. to yeah, she's like trying, but this was the first time she did it. And so, yeah, she was kind of like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm going to say this and I'm going to say this. And then, you know, she walks in and he's not there. And she's like, what the hell? I had these great insults and right. he's gone. Like, <laughs> where is he? And, you know, Rourke had come home early and gave him the night off. But yeah, right. <laughs> but yeah, and that right then I was like, okay, so Eve's basically at this point just doing this for fun. And yeah, and. Well, and, and even before that, I mean, if if Portrait is the one that he broke his leg, I mean, that whole scene where they they brought in the PA and. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. She, oh wouldn't, yeah. she wouldn't let him have, the, have cat. the cat. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. And, and she's like trying not to look at him because she's uncomfortable, but she's like, if you want the cat, you'll have the cat. Oh, and yeah. She let out. the PA have it. Yeah. He yeah. gets the cat. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah he you gets know? the cat. And if she didn't care about him, wouldn't matter to her no. whether he has no, the cat exactly. or not. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah. like I said, I think portrait is a good, another good, you know, example of, you know, when she started, you know, kind of turning around because, yeah, then, you know, she has that discussion with him right before she leaves for Ireland too. And basically asks, flat out asks him if he's the one that killed Patrick Rourke. And yeah. Yeah. Spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so terrible about spoilers. It's bad. You really are. That's <laughs> I can't help it. First it's like, you know, we've talked about that before. I like being online and fandom. It's so funny because like, you know, I, I've, you know, got some people that I know that are watching like ER for the first time, which is my all time favorite show. So we'll be talking about it and I'll say something and they're like, ah, spoiler. I'm like, the show's been <laughs> off the air for 12 years. Yes. That's not a spoiler. Yeah, it's, it's hard. It's hard. <laughs> Yeah, it's really hard. All right. Well, you know, I want to. I I, uh, I want this to be a short episode because both of you are on the East Coast, and I don't want to keep you up too late. <laughs> but well, I'm not on the um, East Coast. I'm almost to the. I'm almost to Central. Almost time. East Coast. Yeah. All I'm right. Almost, I'm actually almost Central. to Central Time. Like literally, you drive like twenty miles, and I'd be in Central Time. So. But, yeah. Yeah. It's like in the middle of Lake Michigan. <laughs> You're in the middle of Lake Michigan. Oh. Well, that's where it's that's where the line is for Central Time. Right, it's like in the middle of Lake right. Michigan. Right. Okay. So yeah. yeah, like if I'm at the beach, my phone switches to Central Time. <laughs> so yeah. All right. That's just a random fact about living on the West Coast. <laughs> FYI. <laughs> okay. So now we know where Jen lives. <laughs> Everybody knows where I live, right? <laughs> sure. <laughs> I don't. Rest. I'm sorry. Right, right. So. <laughs> like, you're 
Okay. Except for my, I'm backwards. No, I can't do it right. There we go. I'm right here. Okay. That's, what, that's how Michiganders show you where they live. You hold up our hand because, you know, we're admitting. Yeah. So, yeah, right here. Detroit's all I know. Yeah, see. It's all everybody Sorry. knows. Well, just because family lives there. I mean, my book is set in Grand Rapids, but I've been to Detroit. I, I live, right. That's where I live. I live in Grand Rapids. Hey, all right. See? So now, yeah. Now I now I have now to. You, yeah. Now I've got to read it. Jen I hasn't started, read yet. I, yeah, yeah. I started it, and then every. Things got crazy last week, so I never finished it. But yes, now I have to read it. That's <laughs> yeah. fantastic. I love it. Beer City, yeah. USA. That, well, that's what I've heard. There you go. We were supposed to go to Grand. We were supposed to go to Grand Rapids in, in September. My son lives in Detroit, and we were going to go for the weekend. He's talking about all the microbreweries. Yeah, we've got a lot of them. No, no. <laughs> sadly, sadly, no. Sadly, uh, no. No trip yeah. to Michigan. Just yeah, yet, it stinks. Yeah, no. Yeah. It's it's a beautiful area. So if you get when you get the chance, well, I sure you come up. We'll get there. Yeah, it's fantastic. Someday I might get there too. Yeah, one of these Maybe. days. Maybe. <laughs> Chicago. Uh, we talked about that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And you're going to come out here. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, if you want to know where I live, last weekend, we just went over to Disneyland to look at the closed, the, the closed uh, gates and be sad. <laughs> we, we travel to Temecula. We go to the wineries in Temecula. Yes. That's what I was telling Tara, uh, one of our other episodes that Temecula is a huge wine country. It's mm-hmm. great out there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can go out, just hit all the breweries right on a strip. I say strip, you know, like a dirt. Yeah. We go out there, spend yeah. the whole afternoon. Oh yeah. It's great. Yeah. We usually do mother's Fantastic. day. We take my mom out to the winery. One of the wineries, we pick one every year and take her out there. And uh, it's, it's always just so nice out there, mm-hmm. but yeah, um, we do the same thing. Yeah. So okay, now that everybody knows where we <laughs> where we all live, <laughs> we're gonna go ahead and, and end the podcast. But I want you to to um, tell everybody again um, about your next book coming out and uh, where they can find it, where they can find you. Well, the next book is Bailout. That is a continuation of um, the Smoke and Fire series, and it's Nate's story. So it's not the same two characters. There's another two characters that you meet from the first book that they get their own story. Um, it will be released in January and it will be on Amazon. Awesome. Is that one set in Grand Rapids as well? It is. They is. They're right. firefighters. They're, they're <laughs> I'm Grand so Rapids excited now. A whole Grand Rapids series. Mm-hmm. I've been yelling at people to set a book here for years. I'm so well, happy. Get three. I'm so wow. happy. That's great. And like I said, they're, they're, the first one was written, written so well. Thank really. you. Excellent. Yeah. And people can find you. Now, your, your website is um, SuzanneWinslow.com. SuzanneWinslow.com. Okay. And Facebook, they can find you. on Instagram. At Suzanne Winslow Author. Yes. Right? Okay. Absolutely. So everybody go out and buy it. Seriously, it's, it's a great book. Everybody go out and, and get it. Cause well, I already bought it. I don't it. think you'll be disappointed. <laughs> yeah. You, you you won't be disappointed. I I now I definitely won't be, and I know that. Yeah. Okay. Well, thanks so much for visiting with us and telling us about your new book. You. And it was a talking pleasure. about the series with us, and uh, I'm so glad you're you're enjoying the series and uh, continue on. I and will. if you and if there ever comes some, something that you're like, I need to talk about this, let me know. We'll have you on again, and we'll discuss. I will. I will. Thank the you. The series again. Yeah. 
Okay, so that's it. So uh, we're going to say goodbye, guys. Um, uh, so this is AJ from... Pod- what is the name of this? Po- oh, podcast. <laughs> podcast. Podcast and death. death. That's right. So... <laughs> Yeah. See, it's not even late for me. That's, That's the sad thing. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> and I, and I haven't, haven't been drinking wine. Hasn't, it's not late. <laughs> so I can't even excuse it. So, But anyway, from Podcast and Death, this is AJ. I'm Jen. And thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Podcast and Death. If you enjoyed this podcast, please give us a five-star review on Apple iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts. We would greatly appreciate it. Podcast in Death is hosted by Amy Ryan and Jen Terpstra and is produced by Amy Ryan. The opinions expressed on this show are for entertainment purposes only and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the in-death fandom at large. Podcast in Death is not in any way affiliated with Nora Roberts, Berkeley, Penguin Publishing Group, or St. Martin's Press. Our theme song is Justice Never Sleeps by Cosmo, and it's available at Shutterstock.com. This podcast and all of our previous podcasts are available at PodcastInDeath.com. Have something to say? You can email us at show at PodcastInDeath.com, or find us on social media by searching for Podcast in Death on Twitter and Instagram. But no, we don't have a Facebook page. Also, you can call us and leave a message at 205-4-ROURKE. That's 205, the number 4, ROURKE. Thanks again for listening. And in the immortal words of Brian Kelly, fucking slunch it to you. <laughs>